Again, good morning. It's great to have you here. We are beginning a new series entitled, What If? And it's about the power of community. And this morning we are going to launch the series with the idea of what if we were all connected? What if we all recognized that we had a part to play, not only in the work of God, but in each other's life? Paul, in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, talks about that we are all part of the body of Christ, that we are various members, but we all have different purposes, just like your ear and your eye and your hand and your foot have unique purposes. And just because the hand is not the foot, it can't say, I'm not part of the body, or the eye can't say, well, I don't hear, so I'm not part of the body. We all have a function that is to be played out. But unfortunately, it isn't always the case. We, we don't always fulfill those things. And turn with me to John chapter 15. We're going to read the words of Jesus as he talks about the importance of being connected. In John chapter 15, if you need a copy of the scriptures, raise your hands. And Alex will run one to you. Look at that. Everyone's got a copy today. All right. Good job, people. You all get an A. It's compared to the building of the Legos. Okay. Starting in verse 1, John chapter 15, it says, I am the true vine, Jesus is speaking, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. We're going to stop there before we continue on. Because there's two things that we're really going to bring out here. One is the, the need to be connected to God, connected to Christ specifically, who is the true vine. He is where we are to attach ourselves. But the other is our connection to one another that's going to take place in verses 9 through 17. You know, connection is something that we as human beings naturally do. We are connected in so many ways that we don't even recognize it. There are so many places where we involve ourselves and our emotion with other people that are just commonplace. 
And the reason it happens is because it is a spiritual requirement. It is something that is necessary for us as human beings. You see, we are spiritual beings who are having a human experience, not human beings who have a spiritual experience. And so we look for opportunities to connect. Sometimes they go well, and sometimes the Dodgers lose, nine to zero. And some of you, that hurt, right? Because we're connected. Because, you know, Dodger blue. It's, you know, one of the ways that people connect is through sports teams, those kinds of things. When I was in high school, there were different clubs. I never was in any of them. But there was the chess club. I knew I wouldn't be a part of that one just because I didn't play chess. There was a cheer club. There was a Glee club. I didn't even know what Glee club was until the TV show came out. I know, Glee, I don't know if I'm into Glee. I don't, I don't, what is Glee? And so people connect and, and they all meet together with something that is of interest to them and there is this unity that develops and there is the need for community. There is the need for connection. So much so, we are wired that way that when we are punishing hardened criminals, the way they punish them is put them into solitary confinement. We are going to separate you from humanity and that is detrimental to the soul of a human being. And so someone who is in the worst possible condition mentally and socially, put them alone and it'll drive them crazy. And yet, So many of us live autonomous lives. So many of us are disconnected from those around us. We are so worried about what people will think. We are so worried about the impressions we make. We are so concerned about how someone may mistreat us. Maybe we've been used. Maybe we've been hurt. And and so this idea of connection is one that is fearful, that causes us to be a little bit timid. And and to shy away. And not only do we shy away from each other, but many of us shy away from our connection to God. Because in these first verses, Jesus talks a lot about bearing fruit. I mean, he says it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six times. Anyway, he says it a bunch. And he never describes what fruit is. You notice that? There's no description of what is fruit, but it is important. Because if you don't have it, you're going to wither and die. You're going to be cut off. You're going to be thrown into the fire. It doesn't sound good. And so whatever bearing fruit is, it's supposed to be happening into our lives. But the first thing he wants to bring to the forefront is to bear this fruit, you have to be connected to the one who provides it. You have to be connected to the true vine. And Jesus says, that's me. I'm the true vine. My father is the gardener. And you need to be attached to me so that your life can produce fruit. Now, I was going, instead of bringing Legos, I was going to bring grapes today. But Corrine said, you should bring Legos instead. I was going to go to Costco and cut off some grapes and give each of you a bag of grapes. Wouldn't that have been refreshing? 
Ah, grapes, love grapes. And so the idea of the vine, that's what Jesus is talking about, right? It's a vineyard. It's something that was prevalent at that time. If you go up into the Napa area, it's just grapevines everywhere. And what's amazing about a grapevine is there will be one vine and it will just go and go and go and they'll just keep streaming this vine to a whole line. I don't know what they call them. There's the whole line of grapevine. But it comes from this one branch. And the type of grape you get or the quality you get all depends on that branch. The type of life we are going to lead all depends on what we are connected to. And when we connect ourselves to things that are harmful, things that are detrimental to our lives, it's going to show up in the things of our lives. We are just made that way. And sometimes we can't even help it. We grow up in a place of dysfunction and things happen to us and then years later we find ourselves dealing with things. Why? Because we were attached to something. The good news is you don't have to stay there that we can now attach ourselves to Christ, the the true vine, and allow his life to now start to take place in us, start to flourish in us, so that there is a a recognition that something can grow from our lives that will actually affect our future. As we look at what the definition of fruit is, there's been a lot of people that talk about, well, what is fruit? Well, it's the works you do for God. It's if you bring people to Jesus. It's all these ideas, but really it's not that hard to see because Jesus tells us what it is just in verse 9. He kind of finishes his thought. In verse 8, the last part, he says, showing yourselves to be my disciples will bear much fruit in showing ourselves to be his disciples. How will men know that we are his disciples, right? As the Father, verse 9, has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. And so this abiding in God, this connection to God produces something in our life, produces fruit. That fruit is love. It is through this fruit that people will see you are my disciples. By your love for one another will all men know that you are my disciples. And so the fruit that is supposed to show up in our life is love for one another. 
Now, love is a difficult thing. Love requires time. It requires patience. In fact, Galatians chapter 5 tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, righteousness, self-control. Those are the things that love looks like. Self-control. To love someone, you have to have self-control. To have kids, you have to have self-control. Right? You have to control yourself. You have to be patient. You have to be kind. You have to show these things to be taking place in your life. And so, fruit is something that is seasonal. It's something that you you plant, you prune, and it grows. You you again, I'm not a farmer or a vineyard guy. You know, you fertilize, you water, put it in the sun, but not too much sun, or it turns like all our plants at home, and then it produces again. And so there is work that is necessary for fruit to come about. It's not just always there. You have to nourish, you have to water, you have to take care of it, and then fruit produces, and then you go through that again. It's cyclical. You you have this time of putting and investing, and then you have the time where it produces the fruit. And love is the same way. You have to put into it so that you can get out of it. And you see, what would happen if we all cared enough about each other, if we all were connected and recognized that we are part of something that is much bigger than us, that we are a part of the work and movement of God. And no one can be left behind, that no one can be detached Because if they are, they will die. And and so there is a responsibility for us to reach out, but there is also a responsibility for us to be connected. And and you see, that's where I think the real struggle is. It is for us to be connected. It's so common for people who have faith in Jesus to be connected disconnected from the work that Jesus is doing in a community because of the time, because of the people, because of the work that's involved. I mean, you all are great. I love hanging out with all of you. But there are some people out there that are hard to get along with. Right? There there are some people there that wear on your nerves. There are some people's personalities that kind of You have to be patient. You have to show self-control. And so I don't know if I want to do that because it's going to require, it's going to cost of me. And so what I'll do is I'll stop being connected to what is taking place for my convenience. And we find ourselves detaching ourselves from the vine itself. Because Jesus was real clear, if we're going to be connected to him it's going to overflow in our love for each other. You, you can't love each other unless you're connected to him, or you can't love each other in the way that God wants, that God is able to do until you're first connected with him. 
And if you're not loving each other, it only shows you're not really connected to him. And so loving God and being connected to Christ is going to affect our relationships with one another. You know, I've got some of the coolest friends. I've got people who I'll hang out with and I'll go to the movies with and I'll have dinner with it. I think to myself, I wonder what people think when they see me with this person. You know, and they're thinking, wow, how did those two meet? You know, someone who's all goth, you know, and just kind of dark. And there, here I am, old guy. You know, what's the story there? You know, what's going on? And they're my friends. Here they are, you know, with the Rob Zombie shirt or whatever. Maybe I need some new shirts, you know. I'm a John Lennon shirt. I don't know. It's like, what, what, what's happening there? You know, this connection to God changes my connections to all the people around me. It actually affects how I see people. And that's what's supposed to happen. You see, if you're connected to the true vine, then something is going to flow from Christ to you and is going to produce in you something that shows up in your relationship with other people. What would happen if the love of Christ flowed through us and was seen so clearly in us that people who were outside of faith would look at us and say, look at what's going on in there. They really care about each other. They're really involved with each other. What would happen is what happens naturally. The desire for connection would pull them to Jesus because we all want to be connected. We all want to belong and that's why we are involved with Glee Club. Those of you who are in Glee Club. That's why we play chess because there's no other reason to play chess. That's why you like certain music. That's why you do certain things. That's why certain sports teams connect you to other people. You see each other's colors. You don't even know each other. You go to a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you? I don't know. We're connected. Yeah, yeah. Your desire is to be a part of something more than yourself. And here is the key of what if. What if we realize that we are being invited to connect to something so big, something so amazing, something so revolutionary that it will not only change you, but it will change the world around you. Something that has the ability to change people. For years, just have this kind of thought, people don't change. You guys have heard that, people don't change. 
And you hear that and you see so many examples of that, especially in a criminal element. Yeah, that person, look at, they're still this way, or this person continues that way. But there is something in us that just hopes that that's not true. And then there's something that shows up and proves that it's not true. And that's where the love from Christ that we connect to starts to change what our lives produce, the fruit. And it produces actual care for each other. You see, the amazing thing about connecting to to the vine, about Jesus and, and connecting to this incredible work that God does is that what it does is change you. It changes me. And it doesn't make me better looking. It doesn't make me taller. It doesn't make me less Italian and quieter. It doesn't do those things. But what it starts to do is change the things I care about, change the things that I love, creates in me a a new desire. You, You see, it's an amazing thing when you find yourself being changed and you didn't do it. In other words, something happened to you that was not in your process. It wasn't what you were planning on doing. When I became a follower of, of Jesus, I had no idea what it was going to do to me. They, they tricked me. Okay? They said, say a prayer. And I said a prayer. And they said, come to study. I went to study. And I started going and learning these things and found myself interested in it. And then all of a sudden, I found myself actually caring about different things. And just a short synopsis of my story. not going to bore you or divulge too much information. Before I became a follower of Christ, I I was a partier. I used to get high regularly with my friends. And I went to Bible study. I thought, well, this is cool. Then I went home, got high, because that's what I did every day when I went home. And then I'd go to Bible study again, and then I'd go home, get high, go to school, get high, come home, get high. Maybe not go to school, just get high sometimes. So now you see my school problems, okay? You see where they stemmed from. And all of a sudden I found myself at lunch one time when my friends would usually go out and we'd get high. I found myself talking to this one girl and she was a follower of Christ and she was asking me, yeah, so, well, you know, what do you do? Oh, I pay music. And then I said, I became a Christian. And she's like, oh, really? You? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know. And, oh, okay. And she's, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go with my friends. We're going to go get high. You want to come along? No. Oh, bummer, because she's cute, you know. And then she said, well, why, why are you going there? Well, I always go there. Well, you want to just hang out? Yeah, you're cuter than them. I'll, I'll hang out with you. And so I'd hang out with her, and then pretty soon I I liked not only hanging out with her, I just liked not getting high. And pretty soon I liked actually reading my Bible. And I I can remember one time after I'd stopped getting high, and I was working, and I had a lunch break, and I had a small New Testament, and I was sitting there reading my Bible, and someone walked by and said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm reading my Bible, and they were struck. And then all of a sudden, I was struck too. I was like, oh my God, what has happened to me? <laughs> Who did this? What, 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 what happened in me that I'm reading my Bible at lunch? When did this happen? Well, you see, 
I got connected to the vine and all of a sudden things started changing in me. And they didn't change all of a sudden, they changed gradually. And wherever you are, what's most important isn't, is this happening? Most important is, are you connected? Are you connected to Christ and are you connected to others? Because the change flows from Christ into you and through you into other people. And what's produced is love. And I'm telling you, we are all starving for love. We are all looking for that. In one connection or another, we want love more than anything else. And it doesn't matter what you're connected to. When love shows up and you see it, and it touches you, and you are quenched by the fruit of love, then it will change you forever. I don't want to go back. Leave what I have for that. Forget it. I will leave everything for this. And so the psalmist says, your love, O Lord, is better than life. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How do you taste and see you you are connecting to, to Christ? And then you connect to others because that's what love does. Love connects us to each other and as we're connected to Christ, it shows up. As we're going to go through this series, what if, the whole point of this series is to see how our connection with one another can change the things that we do. How we have the ability as a community to do amazing things. And it has to be a community. We have to be in this together. We can do more together than we can alone. And your voice matters to somebody. Years ago when I was... uh, a little league coach, because my kids were in little league, and I spent years on the baseball field. Years. Years. Uh, I had three boys, and I spent years on the baseball field. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoyed it, I think, more than they did, because um, I forced them, come on, play. The time that I spent as a coach, it started giving me a voice into these kids' lives and into their parents' lives. There, there was one of the kids who was on my team. His father contracted the West Nile virus years back when it happened, and he was in the hospital, and they thought he was going to die. They called me. Now, I, I was pastoring, but they didn't know me as a pastor. They knew me as the little league coach who believed in Jesus. And they called me, and I can remember them gathering me and saying, can you pray for my husband, my dad? And I remember going in there and praying for them, and miraculously, he survived it one of the few. And after he did, he called me and he was very weak and he sat me down and he said, you prayed for me. 
I couldn't remember anything, but I remembered you praying for me. And then he said, I want you to talk to my son. Because if you whisper in his ear, he'll listen to you. And I'm, I'm literally coach. What do you want? You don't know the voice you have in people's lives. When you connect to the source of life, you are a light on a hill. You are a city that cannot be hidden. You have a voice. The voice of God is echoing in your soul and is meant to be connected to the world around you. It's meant to be connected to the people you have in your circle. And if you don't connect to them, then there will not be the fruit. What's the fruit? It is love. You know, a Lego is pretty useless by itself. But you put them together and you can make amazing things. They made a city. They have a Legoland. Anyone been to Legoland? I want to go to Legoland. (laughs) You put them together and you can actually manufacture things. You can make things out of a Lego, but this by itself can do little. It might be able to stop a door from closing. It might be able to lift something up, but by itself it's pretty limited. But connecting to other Legos, you're actually able to make amazing things. I loved Legos. I needed the box. Couldn't make that, you know, Death Star without the instructions. There's just no way. You'd see, how do you make a circle out of these? But you can. You can make a sphere out of square pegs. Some triangles, but it takes more than one. How can we make the work of God apparent? It's going to take each other. It's going to take connecting to each other. It's going to take abiding in the vine and allowing the life of God to flow through us and into each other. And so for the next weeks, I'm going to be challenging us as a community. What would happen if everyone cared? What would happen if everyone served? What would happen if everyone prayed? What would happen if we saw that together we can actually make something take place? That's what we're doing in Haiti. See, I I can't raise $7,000, but I can give my coffee money I can give the $20 and together we can raise this money. I can't change the city of Upland, but together we can have a voice that actually resonates and has influence on our community. What if we were all connected? What if we saw that this isn't about coming to church, this isn't about coming on a Sunday morning and putting in our time. This is about being a part of something that God is doing. What if we all wanted to be part of that? And it showed up in how we care about each other and the world around us. What if we were all connected? Let's pray. Father, this 
is essential to our lives. Not only to be abiding and connected to you, but to produce within our lives something that the world sees. To actually love each other. Nine times in in these verses you mention love. 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 And Lord, we cannot love if we are not connected to you and we will not demonstrate love if we don't work together and connect to each other. Lord, may our lives produce, even as Legos can produce, something better than just the single, something as a whole that can be seen and has value. May we see that our involvement with one another has value that will satisfy the hunger of the world around us. It will produce fruit that will refresh the souls of those around us. And so, Lord, may we leave here this morning asking, what if I was connected? What if I saw that I'm an important part? I'm that missing piece to what God wants to do in this community. Lord, we don't have memberships and we don't have requirements, but Lord, your spirit is at work and he is able to change us and transform us into people that care and people that want to be connected to something bigger. And so I pray you would do that in our midst here this morning, that you would bring change within our hearts, a desire to see our lives be of use to allow you to change our priorities, our focuses, our concerns. May your love guide us in how we live and how we connect. We do pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.